What do you mean? The more front here, Curve not the top. this mic toward my no, lips. No, no, not like, it's got to be this way. How? Mine is the same way. No, you got it right. Do I, do I talk like this? No, like that. Yeah, that's it. Like an announcer. There you go. You think I'm a professional here? Yeah, I'm trying to get you to be a professional. Okay, go, give her. Oh. That's how you want to start again. Yeah, all crazy. Crazy. Uh. <laughs> crazy for loving now. Bill. Are you really going to get listeners now, now that you're singing? Appreciate that. Listen, I want to congratulate you on uh, on our number 40th episode we did last week. I thought that was a killer episode. Yes, congratulations to you as well. I, I mean, it had the flow. It was a show about nothing, of course, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It good, uh, we jived pretty good for that one. Um, shock, though. Our listenership was down for, for that episode. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, I guess for those of you that missed it, you should really go back and check it out. I'm not just saying it, too. I think it's probably one of our better episodes. It's always that whenever we think we have nailed down an episode, no one listens to it. Don't you think? Mm. Mm. Happened with the Mark Marin episode. We really liked that one. No one listened to it. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should not like them. <laughs> yeah. The ones, you know, come on, folks. It's a weekly podcast. They all can't be winners. But uh, the ones we do, you got to check those ones out. Episode 40, it was a good time. Uh, I do want to do some housekeeping, though, from that episode. I don't know if you remember, I... Uh, we were talking about the Cartridge Club podcast, but Resident Evil 4, and I was uh, describing who was on the show, and I named uh, I named J-Rock the Game Rocker, I named uh, Low Burton, I named P1 and P2, of course, and I forgot to mention Curtis from Girlfriend Versus, which I don't know how I forgot it, because he was the real backbone of that episode, defending Resident Evil 4 from... Uh, pretty much everyone else who was attacking him for it. And uh, I don't know, when we were uh, rapping about it, I just forgot to mention him, so I thought I should clean that up today and check out Curtis over at Girlfriend Versus on YouTube. Uh, it's Girlfriend VS is his YouTube channel. And uh, he does, uh, it's basically, the, the channel is based on him coaching his uh, smoking hot girlfriend how to play retro video games no and uh he does pick up videos called booty bonanzas and uh i really like a series he's done called boyfriend boldly goes and that's where he's been uh, summarizing the next generation episodes season by season and uh i think i showed you a couple of those yeah you did that's cool so check him out. Sorry, Curtis. Good job on the the Cartridge Club podcast. We'll look for you again on there. And today, when we came into work, I got to uh, I got to see you come in struggling with your lunch bag today. You're struggling. What do you think the weight of that sucker was? I, I don't know. I couldn't lift it. <laughs> it was beyond my lift capacity. Probably a forty five pound uh, gym weight. I'd have to say. Not that I would know because I haven't been for about six months. <laughs> Got another compliment about that today. Hey, have you lost a little bit of weight? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, uh, you certainly, I don't know how you're not gaining with uh, 
like what you brought in today. We put it out on Twitter, this massive lunch you brought in. More shocking, all the items, is how many f- different food containers there were. How, like, do you have a small army that organizes your food containers for you? Is there? Yeah, me, man. I'm a well-organized machine at home. I do the dishes. I don't cook the dinners. I just clean up. Hmm. So I got everything neatly organized. And, uh, yeah, well, the sad thing is all that food was basically all leftovers and probably close to being expired. So, uh, probably was expired. <laughs> I had to clean out the fridge and, uh, I got, I got a strong, uh, strong fortitude stomach wise, man. Yeah, I guess so. How old did you think the chicken was? It's about four days old. Probably five. It was souvlaki, right? uh, one piece of souvlaki chicken. The rice was still good though. It had that nice flavoring. Mm. And the chicken had a nice tang to it, right? Tang, well, that, uh. <laughs> hmm. Now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the rice flavoring. Well, I'm glad I'm not working in the same room as you tonight. That's the one benefit to all this. Yeah, they've uh, managed to separate the dream team again. I think they're on to us. But here we are. They don't want us to have fun. Here we are in the middle of the night, still getting together. Fuck the popo. <laughs> Making a major record just for the listeners out there. Why don't you uh, start us off? What? The your famous intro. Uh, there's no interest in it. I didn't have any time. Actually, to be honest with you, I didn't have the energy. Okay. But, uh, can't well. be uh, no intro to make Bill look good to the ladies and maybe get some extra play on the side. What? Play. Okay. Do you want me to just say it then? Yeah, uh, you can do this okay. one. Okay. Welcome to another, Jesus, great episode so far, Joe, of uh, Start to Continue, episode number 41. My name is Bill, and I am with my work partner, Joe, and it's the middle of the night. We're um, recording another special episode. What else do you say here? I, I don't remember. Your this is show. usually where I, I pump you up. Oh. To make you seem better than you actually are. Oh, wait, I know. We describe what this is. This is uh, an off-the-cuff, uh, oh my God. as-it-goes uh, chat. If you've never listened to <laughs> us before, STC Pod is a free-form podcast where we riff on anything and everything that interests the two of us, ranging from video games and movies to TV shows and all the other bullshit going on in our lives. You can find and follow us on Twitter at STC Pod. Check out our blog site, www.stcpod.com. You can find our podcast there as well as on the Podomatic site, which is starttocontinue.podomatic.com. And check out our YouTube for video content, um, youtube.com slash starttocontinue. Right? See? That's why you should just do this. That's how it's done, son. Dropping my pen right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Right on the mic. (laughs) And we're on iTunes, too, as well. Did you Are mention we? our webpage? No. What webpage? Holy mackerel. SCCpod.com. Okay. Do you listen to me? No, I pulled a Joe and uh, just phased out for a little bit. Your lips are moving, but I don't hear a word you're saying. What movie is that from? Hmm. You wouldn't know because it's a comedy movie. It was uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler. Oh. What are you talking about? Billy oh. Madison? Yeah. Yeah. Your lips are moving, but I don't hear what you say. That's great. It's a good impression. Shut up, Swan. <laughs> what? 
Well, uh, should we start uh, the show off with some sad news? All Let's right. bring it up from where it was and drop it on down to some sad news. Now that all the other gamer podcasts are going to go into great detail on this, but I thought we might as well just uh, touch on it. Um, the president of Nintendo up and died at age 55, Satoru Iwata. Uh, some kind of bile duct growth or something. Um, of course, he was responsible for a lot of the uh, motion controls coming in. He brought in the Wii and uh, the DS and uh, was really responsible for bringing in so many new players to the gaming community who would never pick up a video game until the Wii came along. Do you remember the Wii, how, how friggin' popular it was? I remember it all 12 times that I played it. <laughs> Great buy for me. <laughs> Anybody wants to buy a brand new uh, Nintendo Wii with the Wii Fit jump pad, uh, check me up on Twitter, at AC Decepticon. Let me know if you want to buy it. Now, there's some soft mods you can do to the Wii, make it more, uh, you know, open to yeah, things. I'm for just going to gonna leave mine packaged away, pristine. You remember, you couldn't buy it at the time when it was hot. You couldn't, two Christmases, it was the hottest toy. And uh, a personal thing for me, like I remember uh, we had one and uh, I think, I think it was my sister came over and this is someone who would never play a video game in a million years. Uh, talked her into uh, some Wii sports, you know, the Wii tennis and the Wii bowling and stuff like that. And, you know, talked to her a week later, she has her own Wii. You know, that's the kind of people that moved into the into gaming from these motion controls. Did her having a Wii make her hotter than she normally is? No, I would think, wouldn't you? I don't know. Hot or not, man. <laughs> So, um, you know, give the guy credit for, uh, did she have, what for emotions this that she had this Nintendo Wii at for motion controls and, uh, you know, the Xbox and the PlayStation all, you know, tried to bring in their own motion stuff to, to some kind of success, but certainly not like the Wii. Any other thoughts from Joe on, uh, the president of Nintendo passing? Does it affect you at all? I was just thinking about your sister. Oh, yeah? Which one? Um, I don't know. How many do you have? Many. Oh, I didn't know. I guess when you have on a farm, you got to have a lot of kids to help maintain the farm, right? That's right. A lot of hands, you know, to milk the cows and whatnot. Uh, any thoughts on him passing? Is this the original president? No. No, he took over in uh, 2002, but he his roots uh, is programming and game development. Mm -hmm. So he's, he, one of his famous quotes is that he was all, he, it may say president on his business card, but he's just to shorten it, but he's a gamer at heart. And he was behind such games as the smash brothers and Kirby and, uh, the Pokemon games, that sort of thing. Mm. Hmm. Actually, I'm more interested in seeing what, uh, the new president's going to do to the company. If, if it anything, if it changes the direction at all or, uh, you know, just how they're going to compete with the new systems out there, right? Are they going to stick with the format, like with the Wii U or? Yeah, I think there's been lots of grumblings. They're already working on their next console. Of course, the craziest thing that he was responsible for lately is that he was opening up all of the uh, Nintendo properties to mobile gaming. 
which raised a lot of eyebrows, but it was poised to bring in a lot of capital to the company. Anyways, we don't need to go on too much about this. I know the other gaming podcasts. I don't are care gonna... about the other gaming podcasts. I'm talking about it right now. Okay. What do you care what other people Continue. do, man? Well, because uh, I don't give a shit. They are going to study up and they're going to okay, have all of the literature. This is our little ramble on it, and then if no one likes it, tune out. Okay, let's hear your ramble. I'm still waiting. I I'm don't have anything because you just sprung this on me. I didn't even know the guy passed away. <laughs> no, it's a conversation. But like I said, That's I'm more works. interested in what maybe the future would be for Nintendo. Um, like you said, there was rumblings of, of the Wii system, right? Of a new console. <clears throat> yeah, but is that in terms of, uh, are they just going to stick with the same format that they're doing now? Or are they going like, to, why has the Xbox and PlayStation been so successful is the fact that they've just stayed with what they've been doing hmm. like don't you think nintendo is trying to throw more gimmicks at you to try and get gamers well that's the thing nintendo is trying to break down walls and come up with new concepts but the, but uh, in terms of game quality for me anyway i'd rather ps4 all the way or even xbox over nintendo yeah, but you could... I'm looking at quality games, not uh, quirkiness of the games. You're talking about visual quality, whereas Nintendo's always been known as having the funnest properties, right? Yeah, I'm looking... No, not just visual, more of a... Yeah, I, I certainly appreciate the better graphics that the other systems give you over the Nintendo, but I think also, you know, the gameplay's better, the storylines are better for the games that I enjoy. I'm not just running around smashing things or driving fucking go-karts around. Wow. You not agree? No. No. I know. Well, you're not into RPGs or quality games, man. What company is responsible for Zelda games? When was the last time they did one, though? Uh, every year. What's the last one they did? The 3DS. Fuck the 3DS. I don't play that thing. <laughs> play real systems. Play real systems. Yeah. Are you saying X uh, Nintendo is better than Xbox? Because you're the Xbox guy. I am. I'm the PlayStation guy. I was originally Nintendo, and I loved what they did. And then it just didn't it didn't match up or keep up to what I was interested in, and I switched over to PlayStation. Yeah, I I just think some games Nintendo does amazingly well that an Xbox or a PlayStation just can't grasp the nuances of playability or fun. That's all I'm saying. Like you just you can't yeah, deny you the Mario franchise and its quality uh, titles. Like there's a reason why a Mario title never goes down in price because it has the quality that people are always looking for. And if it's called Mario or if it's called uh, Zelda, you know it's up there in gameplay, gameplay ability and quality, despite whatever graphic systems it's built on. I, I'll give you that in terms of replayability. Thank you. No, the whole thing. No, I'm not giving you the whole thing. I'm giving you replayability. Because hmm. the games are simple. Wow. Simple. Yep. And that's my take on it. On to better things now. All right. Well, still, another death that uh, was shocking 
well, I don't know if it was shocking or not, but uh, he's one of the actors that I always looked up to. Omar Sharif died last week. Can I ask you why you looked up to him? Because he just uh, his he's starring in two movies that appear in my like top whatever list of movies. Uh, an actor beyond the pale. Uh, of course, he was in uh, Lawrence of Arabia. And then after that, he was in Dr. Zhivago. And the guy can just move a scene with his eyes. Uh, do you remember any of those? Uh, well, Lawrence of Arabia. I still haven't completely seen Dr. Zhivago. Really? Yep. Just one of those ones I never got around to finishing. I'm a big sucker for... Well, Lawrence uh, Arabia was excellent. A big sucker for epic films. You know, big, strong... Long, epic films, uh, David Lean films. So, yeah, uh, Omar Sharif died at uh, 83 years of age. He had a heart attack, but he was suffering from Alzheimer's, too, at the time. Um, That's a shitty way to go, man. Not the heart attack, but the Alzheimer's. I don't I don't think it got as far for him as, mm. you know, what it could be. Because uh, I had a relative pass away with that. Well, it was more of a dementia, but essentially the same thing. Yeah. Same family, right? Just fucking. And when you see someone like that with the disease, especially for like, you know, God, well, for me, it was at least 10 years. So it's a big strain on the family and all that stuff, right? And not to mention, that's no quality of life whatsoever. So yeah, I was talking sure. to a, a relative about that recently, and it's just like, I'm going to just make sure my family knows if that ever starts happening to me, just fucking before it gets too bad, let me take a big handful of pills and go off to sleep. Oh, take you out to the back 40 with a rifle? No, just uh, put me in front of the TV with a movie on or some video game playing. Give me about 50 pills of whatever, sleeping pills, and off the night. Wow. There's no I, way I want to be a strain on the family for that bullshit. So now I got to make up another thumbnail for an episode with uh, your name on a headstone again. That's good. Well, wait till it happens. <laughs> uh, anyways, Omar Sharif was known as a crazy womanizer and carouser, drinker, and gambler extraordinaire. Do you remember hearing any of the stories of his nope. Uh, escapades? Nope. You want to tell us one? Well, he is a crazy gambler. What are you leaning back for? Where are you going? Back out, man. Stay here. Stay with me. All right. Engage with the conversation. To your story. I was leaning back so I could uh, uh, partake in your story in my imagination. Continue. Well, he never could hold on to his fortune because he was always losing at gambling. In fact, in the last 35 years, when was it? Uh, maybe 15 years ago or something? He said he just swore off movies. He's done with movies because he. He couldn't help but doing rubbish movies, as he called it, just to uh, fund his his gambling. Uh, he was known to lose like seven hundred and fifty thousand in one spin of the roulette wheel. <laughs> and uh, that's so stupid. Yeah. So, but he was a world class bridge player as well. Do you remember seeing in the newspapers, you know, in the comic book, uh, the comics page, where there would be like a bridge? article about uh, yeah, certain how, hands on bridge. how to play bridge right yeah yep that was written by omar sharif 
Really? Yeah, he had a syndicated bridge column. He well, he co-wrote it. Oh, see, okay. So when I saw that, I had no idea who he was. Yeah, because well, back then when we were reading the comics, right? Yeah, no, he was into bridge hardcore. He could he could do the bridge. I I don't know a thing about bridge, but uh, and then um, he was a good drinker. Him and Peter O'Toole together would like just destroy towns because of all the drinking. Um, do you remember this the scene in Lawrence of Arabia where they're uh, the charge on Aqaba? And it looks like there's like a thousand camels and men on horses all charging the town. Aqaba from the land. Yeah. Well, Peter O'Toole was obviously scared about getting on one of these camels and riding at full speed down this shale-covered hill to attack the town. And he came across uh, Omar, who he was sharing the scene with, and Omar was... I guess, uh, counting the odds of, uh, what are the odds of the camel falling versus the odds of him falling off the camel. And they were both pretty good. So, uh, O'Toole asked him what he was going to do about it. And Omar said, well, I'm going to tie myself to the, to the camel. I'm going to get the prop guy or whoever, the grip and tie myself to the camel. And, uh, Peter O'Toole's like, well, that sounds pretty good. Uh, I think I'm going to be drunk. Omar said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be drunk too, but I'm going to be tied to the camel. So in that pivotal scene where you get the close-up of Peter O'Toole's face all, you know, full of emotion and fright and shock as he's flying down that hill, he's completely plastered and tied to his camel. (laughs) Surprised at how the director would have been okay with that, right? But I guess what's he going to do? Main star of the movie, right? Did he even know? I don't know if they told him. Oh, they must have. He must have talked to him at, prior to the scene actually shooting, right? He must have noticed something or at least smelt the booze on the guy's breath. I think they were drunk most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Different way of doing movies. Uh, like for the premiere of Lawrence Arabia, the night before, those two were in jail <laughs> for some kind of public nuisance to involved with drinking. And the uh, Sam Spiegel, the producer, had to bail them out. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's all the uh, the news. Yeah, I'm sorry, on you lost one of your uh, heroes, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Peter O'Toole died like two years ago, I think. Now, 2013. Yeah. Uh, there goes Omar. So, oh well. Who's next on the list? I don't know, but those. Uh, Let's do a death uh, death pool. Right now, off off the cuff. No, we'll have to. Okay. My money is not on. Uh, Keith Richards or uh, uh, shit. Oh, I forget. How <laughs> good. Keith Richards outlive all of us somehow. I was trying to think. Oh, shit, the guy's name with uh, 48 hours. Uh, Nick Nolte. Mm. He's not dying anytime soon either. Hmm. Well, that's the thing, like uh, Omar and Peter O'Toole, heavy, heavy drinkers and carousers, yet lived into their 80s. But if guys like you and I did it, we'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. What else is happening with you? I finished the, that Martian audiobook. Ah. I enjoyed it. The shitty part was when I got down to the last hour, I was counting down. Like I was watching the clock play. 
So, you know, you get down, oh, there's like 30 minutes left. Oh, it's going to be like one of those quick endings, right? Where it's like, and that's what I figured is once you got, I don't know if I want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't read it, but uh, once uh, the main point of the whole book was completed, I knew that was like the end of the story, right? Yeah. Which made sense because there's no point continuing on because it would have been boring and not much probably would have happened unless the you wrote up another disaster or something. But I know I really enjoyed it for my first audiobook. So yeah, I don't know. Did you watch the whole thing on YouTube? Is that why you saw the clock the whole time? Yeah, or? yeah. I didn't get that experience because I was listening to it. I guess in the car most of the way, so you never know if there's another chapter following the next one. It's probably the better way to do it, but I really enjoyed it. So for those of you uh, interested in this Martian book, or even interested in checking it out, uh, who's the author's name again? Weir. Oh shit, I forget. Mike Weir, not Mike Weir. Uh, fuck. Anyway, go on to YouTube, check out, uh, just go, uh, look up the Martian audiobook on YouTube and you'll find tons of copies out there. Can I? Uh, the, the version I listened to was under the username Chanrit, C H I N, I think I R I T. Because uh, there's different versions where it could be the same audio person reading it when it probably is but some of them are sped up slightly i guess to maybe avoid detection mm. but the one i listened to uh was at proper audio speed and the guy had great delivery uh just great presence and storytelling so or Martian you, on youtube if you go to that guy's website i'm sure it's still a free download from the guy oh you could do that too um, if I could recommend some more audiobooks to you now that you're on the on the train on the audiobook train not 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 novels, but autobiographies. Because when they're read by the author, it just takes it to a whole nother level. So I, I got to say uh, Gene Wilder's autobiography, which I don't remember what it's called right now. But uh, Gene Wilder reads it to you and with full emotion and full, uh, you know, uh, he just has his full essence through the whole thing. And he's got lots of interesting stories and emotional stories and funny and behind the scenes stuff about you know his mel brooks films and whatnot as you know i just saw uh what was it called see no evil hear no evil on the weekend yep he was on tv again uh, i love the team up of him and uh prior so he's got some great stories about working with richard prior for i think they did four movies together Quick, name the other two or three. Silver Streak was their first one. It was kind of like a North by Northwest. Yeah, I never saw that one. On a train kind of movie. And then uh, Stir Crazy. Right. Uh, saw that. See No Evil, Hear No Evil. And then they did one more kick at the can, but I can't remember what it's called. And it was, uh, Prior was already slipping by that time. And you could tell they were just doing it for, you know. Let's see if we can get some cash oil out of the deal one last time. Right. And the other uh, autobiography I got to recommend to you is Steve Martin's. I can't remember what that's called either. But it's his autobiography about uh, coming up in comedy. Because, you know, he had uh, he was very an alt comic. 
you know, alternative. Yeah, I don't really have any interest in uh, Martin, to be honest with you. It's I'd, just I'd got a great like the, story. I like the Wilder one better. Comes up through uh, magic and working at Knott'sbury Farms, and uh, mm. it's just really good. You know, he was there at the beginning of Saturday Night Live, all that stuff. And it's all narrated by Steve Martin, so. I saw the, um, I've got the hardcover book of it, but I saw, I came across um, the uh, Steve Jobs, I guess, autobiography book, that, the last one that was released. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I haven't started it, but uh, I might consider reading that one, too, or hearing that one, whatever, listening to it. Oh, it's so much better when the the actor or the author reads it out. It's like... Uh, oh, Jobs reads this one out. Does he? From the grave. <laughs> well, he was alive to write it, wasn't he? I have no idea. I don't know if it was completed before he died. Hmm. Who knows what the whole process was. But, um, yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll check out the Wilder one. Yeah, it was great. I just really find I, I don't listen to music anymore in the car. Unless I'm completely out of like, uh, well, unless I'm out of my Stern shows, which is all I've been listening to lately. Well, I've heard the music that's in your car. It's a good reason to turn it off. Well, the music in my car is the music you hear on the radio. So yeah, it's shit. (laughs) But you choose to listen to those stations. As opposed to what? Well, there's... You know, classic rock stations, uh, at least. Yeah, I've got 97.3 on there. I've got Q107 on there. Then why was there, like, Ariana Grande playing on there? You know how to say your name properly. <laughs> and it wasn't Ariana Grande. It was Taylor Swift we were listening to. And I don't care who knows it, but I listen to Taylor Swift. You love that, Taylor I think she's Swift. a little cutie. Yeah, and you love her music, too. Uh, yeah, that's kind of kitschy and happy-going and... Holy makes shit, me due feel, to... Uh, makes me feel special somewhere. Due to a work reason, I had to call uh, <laughs> the Rogers call center, and they put me on hold. Have you been on hold with them recently? Um, <laughs> um, you well, I rented the UFC. I got a story. Okay. No, I'm not done my story, though. No, you asked me a question. It's my turn, and then I'll throw it back to you. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, actually, I had to talk to Rogers on the weekend. Because I purchased the, uh, had some people over on Saturday for uh, a birthday. Oh. And uh, it just happened to be a UFC pay-per-view that night. So I bought the last UFC pay-per-view. And for some reason, I guess the more people that buy it or I don't know what's, if that's the reason or if it's just a shitty connection in my neighborhood. But it started off fine, like very minimal pixelization whatsoever and then the last two fights so i guess you could have called them the co the co-main event and the main event the video breakup was so bad uh i missed the outcome of like when the ref stopped it or the guy not got knocked out it would be a frozen picture and it would be there for like minutes <laughs> so I called prior, um, probably like in the first, uh, it was by the second fight. It had pixelized three times. So I called Rogers. I got through to tech support right away and complained about it. And they gave me the pay-per-view, which cost $59 in HD 
for free. Jeez. But I guess they're so used to it. They just said, oh, I'll credit your account. Yeah. I wonder if Which I'm glad they did because, I, you know, we're sitting there watching it. And then literally the last two fights, the main events, literally we missed like whatever it was. I think the it was a knockout and then it was a rough stoppage. I saw it in the news. They were calling like that weekend a bloodbath on the UFC. Oh, yeah. It, it was raining blood everywhere. <laughs> but that which, is, which isn't what really interests me in the fights. It's... Like one guy uh, got his lip split open on the side so that um, his upper lip was split from the side, like almost up to his nose. Mm. So when he was talking, his ah. there was that big, like, uh, you know, like if you're born like with a cleft palate, mm-hmm. he literally had that on his face from being split open. And he was like, eh, just talking and you'd be seeing like all the way up to his gums. That's great. But uh, I know you're not into that stuff, man. Anyway, so that was my Rogers experience. It was good because I got to watch it for free, but shitty reason why. That kind of problem sounds like it's more transmission problem to Rogers rather than Rogers to you. Because you think there wouldn't be any breakup of the stream getting to you from Rogers. It sounds like something be- like getting to them. But it's, it's, a, it's a consistent problem that happens to multiple friends of mine that order the pay-per-views. And all, all of us have Rogers. I'm sure it's no fault of Rogers. Anyways, I was on hold with them. And uh, to get back to the Taylor Swift thing, they got some guy playing Taylor Slift, Taylor Slift, yeah. Slifty Taylor on a flamenco guitar, uh, you know, nylon strings and all. Yeah. And sounded pretty good. <laughs> what was that? What's her big song nowadays? Call me no, crazy uh, or something. Well, bad blood. <laughs> you know we've no. got bad blood. No, it's not. I don't. Not that we one. We used to be mad love. No, what's the other one? I don't know. Anyways, it's I don't all know the names of them. It's all done on classical guitar, and I thought that was that was pretty funny. I've heard it a couple times. Well, I heard that occasionally them. on. Um, I listen to. Uh, I've got a. I don't know what you would call it, classical, um, you know, like Bach, Mozart, all that kind of music, right? Yeah. Radio I got, station. I got one of those programmed into my car radio station. So sometimes I'm listening to that and they'll bust out like a, a classical version of a modern song. Classical, like symphonic. Yep. Never heard that. Yeah, it's crazy. Hmm. I guess they, they'll put on anything on there just to bring in listeners, right? But hmm. uh, I know what you mean, though. Those uh, I've got major envy for those classical guitar players, man. Yeah. Yeah, we had a guy, when I worked downtown at Queen Street, we had a, like a busker who was always at uh, the old Parliament building. And uh, he was always, you know, finger-picking guitar and... He was famous in the area because you could get him to play the Law and Order theme. <laughs> and hearing that alone on the guitar was great. You'd have to talk him into it. He got a little bored of it after a while. but I think that if you're going to learn guitar, that's probably the best way to start. The hardest, but probably the best way. Because a lot of the uh, heavy metal players do that too, right? What, yeah, heavy metal is, they say, based from classical music. Yeah. Which, yeah... If you listen to uh, if you listen to Bach or 
We just got their Twitter, oh, Twitter twat thing. Yeah, probably. People commenting on your lunch. Um, what else? Uh, Comic-Con happened. Did you follow that uh, at all? The big San Diego Comic-Con? Um, you know what? I actually didn't. I'm a little turned off from Comic-Con. It's gotten so... You know, in a way, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing with a curse because it's finally... Well, I, I guess you, you have to stop saying finally, but, you know, in the last five, ten years, it's got quite the different change of exposure as it had in previous years, right? Where basically, you're, if you're a movie celebrity or whatever, it's the cool place to be now. But um, I kind of liked it before when it wasn't so mainstream. Hmm. So more comics, you're saying. You like it not just, traditionally. Not, it's just less publicized and more of like a, a nerdy, geeky thing, whereas now it's just like... Well, it's you know, popular it's a now fucking Comic-Con or, or cosplay or whatever, like every weekend now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, so it's just, man, I've tuned out from it. I could care less. That's the end thing. Well, that's, you know, Joe's... Uh, um, but Joe's, I did watch the, in, re, in regards to that, the Batman Superman trailer. Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh, dude, it's awesome. Is it? Yeah. No, I don't think I the new one. No, I didn't watch it. The the I saw the but, shorter one, so I don't really want to see too much. It's weird because the Superman scenes that they showed I like, and then the Batman scenes. Sorry, I guess the uh the scenes where it's Bruce Wayne I didn't like. Seemed like Affleck was uh overacting, over exaggeration, over exaggerate over-exaggerating his emotions, like he'd read something and then he had this goofy fucking uh, wide stare. Like only Ben Affleck can do. So <laughs> disappointed by that. The Superman stuff looked awesome, though. I'm really, really interested in the story. Um, I'm assuming it's probably similar to the animated cartoon that they released. I don't know how many years ago, a few years ago, I guess. Remember, I was telling you, I saw it on Toon TV or whatever it was late at night, where um, along the same lines as this movie, where Batman's an older Batman and he's getting tired and just wants to disappear. And him and Superman have the big, uh, big, big out brawl. And, um, well, I don't want to fucking ruin it for everybody, but I guess people know they fake Batman's death and then. Um, he goes on and lives his own life, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a big storyline. I think everyone knows it. Yeah, but they had the cartoon of that. I'm surprised you didn't see it? No, I didn't. I don't. I saw a bunch of them. I don't remember that one in particular though. Yeah, it was like a two-hour two-hour special or something or mini movie. Is where... that the Return of the Dark Knight? I don't know if that's what it was called or not. I can't remember. I'm surprised they haven't replayed it, or maybe they haven't. I just missed it on Toon TV. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a big fan of Conan O'Brien. He had a he had a special. Oh, I saw all that bullshit. He worked through the weekend to bring on uh, special edition Conan shows from Comic Con. Uh, he, he's normally off Fridays. He worked Friday. He worked Saturday. Uh, he had on full cast from uh, The Hunger Games, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, X-Men, 
and uh, like Peter Capaldi stopped by for mm. Doctor Who. It's great shows, every single one of them. Hmm. You can't argue with that. I saw two of them. I saw the Hunger Games one. You know what? I just, I kind of tuned it out. It's the same. Oh, I just found, I just found his monologues at the start where he's like, hey, we're at Comic-Con, blah, blah, blah. It just seemed really cheesy, cheap, the usual jokes. Jesus. Um, the Hunger Games interview was just basically them, him talking to that chick and, uh, you know, her spouting off nonsense that no one cares about. Hmm. Well, uh, The Walking Dead and the Game of Thrones episode, all in one, was pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing The Walking Dead one. Um, speaking of which, that starts, uh, they've been pro- promoting that show on Twitter. Have you noticed that? No. I haven't. Well, the uh the Or is it The show. Walking Dead or is it the, no, it's the new one they're promoting. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, new show starts first. And then Walking Dead is in October. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I hope it's good, man. Oh, yeah. It will be. Um, back to Comic-Con, though, is uh, Kevin Smith, who I follow on uh, the Twitters. He was going on uh, about his panel. He was hosting, well, he was doing his own panel in Hall H, uh, which is the big one, right, where everyone goes. And he was excited because he was going to be following the Star Wars panel. Oh, yeah. Burp. Get some more fucking weak old souvlaki in you. So uh, he was ending the night after Star Wars. I guess he he's there every year. Right. And he used to be like in the mid-evening, like 5 o'clock dinner hour kind of slot. Uh, but due to his language and whatnot and his content, they decided, we love you, but we're going to move you to the end of the night when it's later and there won't be so many kids in Hall H. So this year, it would work out so he would follow Star Wars, the Star Wars panel. So he's excited because the room would be packed, jammed from all the Star Wars folks, right? From the Star Wars panel, where Harrison Ford showed up, Mark Hamill, and all that jazz. Yep, saw clips. Okay, he saw clips. So they had a pretty big presentation. And then at the end of the Star Wars panel, they said, we are inviting all of you everyone here in Hall H to come outside with us and just a short ways away, we're going to put on a Star Wars concert and there's going to be fireworks and the whole spiel and everyone exited Hall H and Kevin Smith stood up and (laughs) there was nobody there. (laughs) He's like, oh, well, this is something. I guess it was, he ended up getting about a thousand people in the end, but nowhere near what, uh, what do you mean a Star Wars concert? Like uh, just new, uh, concert from the music from the movies? Yeah, they had like a symphony set up, orchestra, I should say, and uh, there were fireworks, and it was quite a show, I guess. It was all for free, but I mean, <laughs> they totally stole all of Kevin Smith uh, Smith's audience. Hmm. So he, that was kind of funny. He had some jokes about that. Huh. Well, it's a good thing he's good-hearted, good-natured. Oh, yeah, he took it all in stride. Could have went off and teed off on those fucks. <laughs> uh, speaking of another show, got through episode two of True Detective. 
Took me two tries because I passed out the first time. I was so tired. <laughs> Wife and I sat down to watch it. And um, and what happened? Oh, I think I had just come off. I hadn't slept for like 24 hours. <laughs> so I'm on the couch watching with her, and I passed out twice. She kept hitting me. And eventually the third time, she just let me pass out. And she stayed up and watched it. And I woke up when it was over, and I watched it the next day. But uh, really good. I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but um, uh, shocked at the end of it in regards to what happened to one of the characters. Um, totally. I got a suspension that... Um, well, I don't, okay, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I'm trying not to ruin it. Shit. It's good. If you guys aren't watching True Detective Season 2 yet, uh, I highly recommend it. You don't need to see Season 1 because it's two different completely story, uh, two different storylines. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, reviews lately about the show, though, or maybe even prior to it starting, that uh, it wouldn't be good as the first one. You know, they thought the characters couldn't live up to Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson, but uh, I don't know. Colin Farrell, his character's whacked out, so that's sort of pretty interesting. Uh I think Vince Vaughn's character is pretty good. There's been a lot of complaints. People aren't into him because of all the prior movies he's done, which have been mostly comedic, right? Oh, they Vin- can't Vince see- Vaughn is killing it in this yeah, one. Yeah, they just, a lot of, I guess people are critics, didn't feel or don't feel that he can pull it off because of the perception that he's given the public already. But I think he's doing a fantastic job. Um, what's that other guy's? The uh, motorcycle rider? Mm-hmm. What's his name? I don't know. Oh, shit, I, I can't remember it. I like his character because it's so... It's one thing about the show. They really delve into the characters and, and give each one, especially the main characters, uh, really, really uh, deep storylines and, and you know just characters you can really sink your teeth into. Yeah. So I think that's certainly a plus for it. There's a lot there's a lot going on in this season though. A lot to keep track of. I yeah. Find. Trying to figure I'm still out up my in the head. Air with uh, Rachel McAdams though. Well, yeah, she's fine. It's just more I got to keep track of all the threads how they all are attached to certain people because it gets a little convoluted. I, like if like if you're passing well, how far out, are you into it? I just finished episode 3. Yeah, but I passed out because I hadn't slept. But I mean, there's a lot to like, there's this town and the town is super corrupt and yet they have their detectives working on this and there's detectives from this thing coming in and other, you know, it's a tri-force coming in and Vince Vaughn is tied into this where and you, you got to kind of, it's almost, it's like uh, Game of Thrones trying to keep everything straight. Who's this guy? He's the mayor of what? Oh, yeah, he's that. Okay, so he's... Uh, okay. What do you think of uh, that intro to the show? I love it. Really? I fast-forwarded through it. I watched it once. I thought it was too slow. Nothing... It's got a nice... I think it's got a nice, dirty, gritty feel to it. It sort of reminds me of, at least when... Uh, sort of like when True Blood first started. Mm. Yeah. You know what I can't wait to see again? 
my favorite intro for the last little while is when Strike Back starts. Oh, again. yeah. Strike. That's the best intro. Starting back for its fourth and final season, right? Fourth, fourth or fifth. I don't remember. It's really, confusing because the British fourth. have an extra. Yeah, I think they're just going by the North American style. So I read fourth. Could be. But then they're just completely uh, foregoing the British original season. Yeah. But another great show on, um, that's on HBO, Strike Back. Uh, yeah, HBO, Strike Back. Well, it's on Cinemax. So in, I th- in conjunction with HBO. Is it? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Look for that. I am anxiously anticipating it. Um, did you notice that I picked up a new video game? Yeah, I noticed it. What? Tales of, of Symphonia. Oh. Yeah, I think you put a tweet out about that. Yeah, man. And it got approved by, uh, was it Buried at Mars? Is he at Mars now? On Mars. <laughs> Sorry, Kev. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't... I Take don't it as that. a compliment. When I give you my own name, it just means I like you. I don't know that game. I like you a lot. No? No. I never played it before. I never played this series. This, this uh, disc actually has two in one because it's the Chronicles version. So uh, and it's, Jap- it's Japanese-based, so... But they did a nice job translating it, um, and the English voiceover dubbing is really good. I've only managed to put probably about 20 minutes into it, and again, I was tired, so I shut it off. But um, RPG? RPG, but the battles, as far as I can tell, they're not, they're not set up as turn-based. You fight your one character. You can set your other guys up. But it's not like where you're playing Final Fantasy or that style where, as far as I can tell anyway, uh, where it's like you pick one character, you assign his attack or defense, then you go to the next one, and then all the guys play out their things. And then the enemy attacks. It's uh, You go to your battle screen, and I'm in a party of three, so I can control my character, and I'm running around in any direction that I want. And if I want to attack the bad guy, I just run up to him and do a sword, a sword attack, or I can do like a magic attack and then block when he attacks me. But anyway, I don't know. I got it. Nineteen ninety nine, Best Buy. Um, I don't know. I was just looking for a good RPG to pick up. I checked out all the reviews online for it. I got minimum eight out of ten. Hmm. Pretty sure my uncle's played it, so I'll have to talk to him about it. But, uh, <coughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. It should well, be good. I can quickly tell you what I've been playing. Um, the Cartridge Club Underground, as founded by uh, Ramvox, uh, they foregooed, foregone, the uh, secrets. What are they playing now? Secrets of... Foregood? What did yeah. you say? Foregood? <laughs> foregood. For good, what's the game they're playing? Secrets of uh, Tales of Evermore. Evermore. Secrets. Secret of Evermore. Yeah. Forgoing that and playing Ratchet and Clank, uh, which I thought I had. I went through my through my shit, and I've got like three or four Ratchet and Clanks, but I don't have the original one. So I'm playing the second Rat, Ratchet and Clank, which is uh, 
what the hell is it called? Going Commando? No idea. Is that what it's called? Ratchet Clank. Um, anyways, that's what I've been playing. I put in I, uh, like I a couple hours with this playing rebellion it. that you guys are starting. <laughs> it's not a rebellion. <laughs> this it, coup that you're trying to. I think uh, P1 should rally his forces and do a Kobayashi Maru on you guys. Um, well, that doesn't. Do you know what the Kobayashi yes, Maru is? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fucking cool thing to say, man. Uh, well, see, that's why I'm not following yeah. Ramvox's underground. I'm going deeper underground with uh, Ratchet and Clank 2. So, yeah. Rathacon, no win scenario. There you go. I don't believe in no win scenarios, though. Okay. So you you changed it to suit yourself. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I've been doing. And it's uh, it's pretty good. I'm having fun. I think you, well, if you actually put some yeah. time yeah. and effort. What? If you and Ramvox put some time and don't, effort into these RPGs. Don't group me into it. I think the two of you would really, really like some. <laughs> like some? Like some. That's another word. Well, I, I just invented it. I already said I, I thought the game actually looked kind of fun. It's just I don't have it, so mm. what What can I do? I'm not, uh, I don't have all the, the emulating. Neither lab. do I. Just go out and... Uh, why aren't you playing it? How about that? Instead of wagging your finger well, this way. I don't... Uh, it's a Super Nintendo game, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have that system yet. Well, you could emulate it just as easy as anyone else. I could. I could just borrow my brother's uh, Super Nintendo Junior. Yeah. Or buy it off him. Yeah. But I'm debating. I got, a, I got an 8-bit Nintendo that I'm looking at. Uh, absolutely complete. It's the one with the gun. It's got the box, everything pristine. <laughs> it's got the uh, it's got the twist ties that came with the original packaging and everything, <laughs> and all the plastic bags and everything. Mint. It's been used, but everything is mint. The twist ties. That's what we're worried about now. Yep, that's complete. Well, one, you don't even need it. You've got two of them already that you won't play. No, I play one. One's a shit one. <laughs> but I got my other original one put away. <laughs> so I'm debating on uh, picking one of those up. I think I might. How are you going to, like, what's the price going to be on that? If this guy's advertising, it's no, got the it's twist off, ties. It's off a of buddy. So you're going to take this buddy to town? No. Well, what are you going to offer him? He already has a price for it. What's the price? Don't worry about the price. <laughs> Why not? Because these people can't find out who your buddy is to uh, upbid you. That's not what I'm worried about. Well, then I want to know what the market well, value is now. There's no market value for it, man. There is. There's That's the price someone's willing to pay. It's the someone being Joe. So yeah. how much is Joe willing to pay for a complete with twisty ties system? Not much. Okay, between what? Is it over 100? It's over 100. Is it under 150? I don't think so. Is it under 200? Yes. Okay. There we go. Ballparked it. Hey, man, don't go crazy about it. I'm not going crazy. I, I just want to know. I don't think you will, quite personally. It'd be a nice addition. It'd, and, well, the thing is, he'd rather go to me than to some jerk-off that he doesn't know. 
because he knows I'd appreciate it. Take care of it. Give it a home for the rest of its life. Is that really the better thing for these objects to go to someone who will never touch it and use it? Or would it be better for I it to go somewhere? I don't have a out yet where I can put all mine on. I've got to pick up another bookshelf that I'm going to dedicate just to my uh, game systems. Yeah, but you would still never crack it open. I'm uh, As a question to you, oh, is it better for, for this kind of object to be used and enjoyed? It's not. Or to be on a listen, shelf? What is the it's better? Not an <laughs> What's with the, got the urine shakes there? <laughs> Dictator there. I got to the bathroom. You won't let me go an hour ago. Um, it's not like it's a car where it needs to be used. You know what I mean? It kind of is. No, it I'm... was meant to be used and enjoyed. <laughs> Jesus. Joe has douche chills over here, folks. Okay. Let's, uh, let's close it off then with that. Because I can't look at you. Follow us on Twitter at STCPod and check out our webpage, www.stcpod.com. We're on YouTube, youtube.com slash start to continue. And uh, Joe's got some business of his own. You can follow him on Twitter at AC Decepticon. Bill handles the at STCPod account. Uh, Follow me, like I said, at AC Decepticon, and check out my blog, www.angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. And uh, don't forget, uh, we're on iTunes, and another big uh, welcome to Sweden. Love those folks over there. And uh, that's about it, eh? Post it and post it.